For over 100 podcasts, I've talked about cluster Bs, borderlines, narcissists, psychopaths. I've talked about them, and I haven't talked about us. Well, maybe a little here and there, but never really focusing on who we are and our part in our relationships with a cluster B. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Well, I thought I would start out with some words of wisdom, as I usually do. If things that I see inspire me, I'd like to impart them over to you. And it goes something like this. You don't forgive the cluster B. You simply accept them for who they are, knowing you can never change them. You recognize all their abuses were projections of how they really feel about themselves. It was never about you. With understanding comes acceptance and then healing. The only person you need to forgive is yourself. Forgive yourself for allowing yourself to become a victim. I think those words ring true. You don't forgive them. You don't. You accept. And that's what I've done for over 21 years. I accept the fact that I have been involved with somebody with a personality disorder, somebody who is an abuser. And it is hard for me to come to that thought and to accept that thought. And it kind of dawned on me when I was listening to some other podcasts, which I do frequently to try to continue my education, my acceptance, my healing, and to keep myself out of the fog. There is something called love addiction, where we create a fantasy, much like cluster bees do. We do. We create an alternative reality. And I wanted to talk about that in this podcast because I truly do believe that most of us, including myself, have some sort of love addiction to the cluster B. Why else would we remain in these relationships? We create an alternative reality ourselves. We wait. We wait to see whether or not they will become the people that they were. And as I just read... It's not going to happen. Cluster B's are not going to change. They will not mature. They won't come out of their fog. So why do we remain addicted to them? I know for myself, uh, before I met my wife, and I think about my previous relationships in my life, and and I compare them now, not to my current relationship or marriage, but how I was, how I reacted. And I've come to the conclusion that whenever I met somebody that was normal, that would give of themselves, I quickly became bored. It wasn't a challenge. I couldn't fix them. And so now I see the error in my ways, obviously a little too late in this particular relationship, but in future, going into the future and thinking about my future, I understand myself a whole lot better now. I didn't before. People that were nice to me, people that presented themselves as genuine, as whole people, were an incredible turnoff to me. 
It was those people, including my present wife, that needed fixing, that needed rescuing by me, that were attractive to me. People who openly liked me, wanted to be with me for very genuine reasons, for some reason was a complete turnoff to me. Now, of course, in hindsight, I wish I could have some of those opportunities back again because those people were genuine, but I didn't recognize, nor did I respect that. I was looking for somebody to fix and lo and behold, I found them. So I look back on my previous relationships and think those that I got involved with were frequently with people that were perhaps narcissists, perhaps borderlines, perhaps people that were not normal because they needed fixing and I was there to fix them just like I am in my present relationship. I'm going to fix you. I'm going to make you better. It will make me feel better. I'm going to rescue you from your demons. It's going to make me feel better. So would it stand to reason for us to think that perhaps just maybe, maybe we are addicts. We are addicted to these dysfunctional relationships. We need to have them. We feed off of them. And we have a love addiction. We create a fantasy. We think, you know, if we just do this, that, and the other, that person's going to come around. That person is going to love us again. If I change myself, we will have a future together. I just want that person back who I fell in love with. And I've told you in many podcasts that person simply does not exist and nor will they exist again. That person is reserved perhaps for the next person that they run into because cluster bees also frequently become bored. My wife told me, I've related this in previous podcasts. She told me when we were dating, I get bored easily. And of course, at the time, not understanding what she was telling me, I was like, oh, okay, well, you're not going to get bored with me because I'm going to fix you. I'm going to form a trauma bond with you. I'm going to become addicted to you. I'm going to become addicted to the idea that I can make you see that the world is not such a bad place. That's my problem. So sometimes we have to turn inward Yeah, I'd like to sit here and blame my wife for everything that's wrong in our relationship. I'd like to sit here and say she abuses me. I want to play the consummate victim, much like she always does. But it's not right because I actively participated, I aided and abetted my wife. And that's why she chose me. Because I was going to fix her and she wanted to be rescued. But then she quickly became bored like she said she would. And this is why she was able to discard me and continue to be detached from me. Folks, it's not normal for somebody to leave like my wife did. She didn't leave the house, but she left our bedroom and never come back. You know, I could ask you, well, do you think that's normal? I know it's not normal. Normal couples would work it out. But because my wife is detached She's bored. She's just kind of hanging out because she doesn't have a better option at this time. It's called monkey branching when a cluster bee starts to look for an exit and tries to find somebody to monkey branch to from go from one branch 
to the next. And because that's not available to my wife, she's not doing that. So we're just kind of like my podcast, Waiting to Die. We're waiting to die at this present time. Both of us are atrophying in this relationship. Both of us are just kind of like, okay, well, you know, it's the devil we know, not the devil we don't. So think about this in relation to your relationship with your cluster B. Are you addicted? Are you waiting for the high for them to come back as they once were? Because you will never see that again. You may see some breadcrumbing. You may see some, some little renaissances here and there. Some hoovering to get you back and keep you in place so they can maintain control over you. But at the end of the day, this is not a normal relationship in which you are experiencing true intimacy because it's not possible. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I wanted to take this quick intermission to thank Feedspot for naming my inner torch one of the top 20 borderline personality disorder podcasts on the web. I'm putting a link in this particular podcast show notes for you to check out some other podcasts, which I believe you may benefit from. And again, thanks to Feedspot for making my inner torch one of the top 20 borderline personality disorder podcasts on the web. Myinnertorch at gmail.com. I always enjoy hearing from you with any thoughts or perspectives, comments or criticisms. Does it make sense to you? Do I make sense to you? I certainly hope I do. This podcast is ranked number five in what I just discussed, the listing I just talked about. And I'm very proud of that standing because obviously it means that people are listening and I hope somebody is getting something that they can take away. If I've helped one person, I've helped a million. And I truly hope that I'm giving you some deep insight through my experiences and through my opinions as to how you can create and understand the level playing field which we all seek and which I'm on right now. My life is a lot better because I understand my wife. I understand where she's coming from. And I also understand that I will not have what I so desperately want from my wife. It's not going to happen. I accept that. And you have to as well. As I said, it pains me when I hear from people and thank you again for writing to myinnertorch at gmail.com. People who will tell me about all the abuse they endure and then in the next paragraph say, but you know what? I'm going back to him or her. I'm going to give it another try. Why? Why do you do that? Could it be that you are addicted to that circumstance? Could it be that you want something you can't have and so you're going to stay and gosh darn it, you're going to make it happen? Because I'm very sorry to say that chances are it won't and you'll continue to be hurt and you may leave and then you'll go back. They may leave 
They may come back. My wife still talks about us buying another house, moving down south, moving overseas, moving somewhere together, but maintaining this relationship in its current state. That's a deal breaker. Listen to my podcast, Deal Breakers. You have to define what they are. And that's a deal breaker for me. Why would I want to take this circumstance and duplicate it somewhere else? You have to think about those things. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts. Think about the future. Think about a month out, a year out, 10 years out. Do you see anything different? And if you do, well, that's great. But if you don't, and you feel like this is going to be more of the same, then you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. New episodes uploaded each and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for your continued listenership. I say to you, be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. <laughs>